Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I am Russ, and he is Steve, and we hope that no one got the comic crud in episode 281 today, July 28th, 2022. We're going to dispense with the pleasantries and actually go right into our topic of the day, which is... SDCC 2022 reactions. Before we go into that chestnut, be sure to geek out on that subscribe button and spend the night in line with that <laughs> notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm. It drops once a week, every week. Steve, I know that there have, you know, as per usual, a metric ton of announcements that have transpired at said San Diego Comic-Con. However, we are going to be um, tailoring it a bit. Nah, that's probably a good thing, Russ. And, uh, Filtering it a bit. And the uh, essence of time. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk too much there, Russ. Yes, indeed, so, Steve. Big show, a lot was said, but so much time on YouTube, Russ. That's true. It's very true. And, you know, that's part of the fun anyway, is that SDCC is one of those places where even like the years that I have attended, there are things I missed. I was trying my best to see everything. It is literally a physical impossibility. You cannot be everywhere at once as all these different announcements get dropped, which makes it, you know, makes life interesting because you get home and you go online, you could see uh, additional things that, that perhaps you were unaware of. So, sure, Russ, but you can't see all the celebrities. No, not that way. Yeah, you got to get in there and be like, what's up? Uh, fish put me uh, No, no. All right. Cool. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I do think it's worth mentioning also. Oh, yeah? That this is the first time that SDCC has commenced, or I should say resumed, mm. Uh, in two years, because I shut down for the, the monstrosity known as the vid, absolutely, and so everybody's favorite topic. Exactly, this or year worst though, topic. It's a topic that just you know, for whatever, for better or for worse. Yeah, you got it. Makes the I rounds. Got it. We all gonna get it. I have not gotten it yet. <laughs> Last words. I be nimble, I be quick. <laughs> I jump over that COVID stick. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> that, <laughs> that COVID that virus is coming up. You're yeah. like, ah! <laughs> the COVID test stick, mm, as boy. it were. Mm, the nose, the nasal swabbing. Uh, swabbing. Mm. <laughs> oh, too far. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes are watering. <laughs> I hate that swab. I'm like, oh, a little further. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Just a little more, a little deeper. <laughs> I feel it rattling against my brain. <laughs> you, I like you pull it back out. I think I got some brain matter on this. <laughs> yeah, so like, it doesn't look like <laughs> snot. It's like a trail. <laughs> you gotta break that trail. All right, put it in the other nostril. <laughs> <laughs> you pull it out. You got like you get that little like glob in there. You're like, <laughs> uh, I had a thought. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to have lost it. Hold on a second. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember what I was thinking about. STCC. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, gross. There are two main sections. 
that we're going to be talking about. First of all is the uh, kind of the update regarding the MCU because Marvel really came out in a hall H. Yeah. They had uh, a lot of different types of announcements that, that they were either updating us on or revealing for the first time. Hall H? Hall. <laughs> That's right. It's the, it's the most hard or, or say hardest hall out of all of the halls that the San Diego Convention Center has, Steve. Or Hall M. M. For Marvel. No. No, no. Why not? I don't know. They but they do have uh, alphabetical oh. halls. Like I said, they have like different sized halls. And so I think, I don't know if they go A through Z, but they do have quite a few. Uh, H for Hulk. Something. She Hulk. Sure. Yeah, probably not. Sure, Steve. Yeah. So... I thought we could go through some of the, the new phases that they talk about. And then we can talk about just all the different like movie trailer announcements that were dropped during the, the conference itself. So <laughs> did you have a chance to take a look at uh, phase five, Steve at all? Yeah, a little bit there, Russ. There's okay. a lot of stuff though. Yes. Um, and I do not have a photographic memory. That's okay, Steve. At all. That's okay. That's Whatsoever. why. I- I have this handy dandy laptop right here. Mm-hmm. I can't see it from here, Russ. Nope, no, you I'm can't. I'm gonna go off from what you're uh, what you're saying. That's go totally fine. What's your word, Russ? So, yes, okay. phase four, yeah. which we have been in for a while now. Basically, ever since um, the end game happened yes. until now, has been considered phase four. Phase four has been a weak phase, and I don't think that we are alone in that um, comment. Idea. (laughs) Observation. And apparently they still have, they have a number of of other types of shows that will kind of book in phase four. Sure. She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Coming out. Yeah. And... What else, Steve? Isn't it Wakanda? Well, Wakanda Forever coming out this uh, is that this year? It is, yeah, 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 yeah this year. And actually, yeah, I that's think good. That's gonna be like the finishing one, the finishing movie. Right? I think so. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I think I do believe that that the Black Panther Wakanda Forever yeah. will be the kind of like the, the the final Phase Four show, which. I think, you know, that that is going to be hopefully a, a strong way to finish it out. But at the same time, phase four by itself, it, it's just been this very kind of nebulous, murky. Murky is a good word. Like when you think about, about the, just the overarching narrative, like they were going in a certain direction, especially with like the Loki show, which is one of my favorite shows from phase four. I felt like it actually had a lot of... Um, direction in terms of okay we've just finished the the infinity war what you know where are we pivoting to next what's the next big thing and they really did um a solid job of like just kind of setting up the multiverse and introducing it to us and seeing like like how um how small the infinity war is by comparison to the fact that like you know like there are all these parallel universes and so on and so forth sure the problem though is that the phase four after Loki really didn't take the ball and run with it. Like it was kind of like they, they were just kind of milling about. It has no direction really. 
Yeah. It just seems like, okay, here's an idea for a show. Let's go with it. Okay, cool. Now what are we going to do? Let's do a show on this, that, or the other. Okay, that's cool. Let's go with it. You know what? But there's no really like, okay, this is going to be good. No, actually, that's not a good idea. This is a better idea. And like flesh it out. It's almost <clears> like it just feels like phase four, phase four was exploited and like how much cash can we get from what shows or how much, how long can we keep the subscriber base on Disney plus if we release a show on like whatever versus like giving the characters justice and like spending money on stuff that we would actually want to watch, you know? And, and like we've talked about uh, like this formula Disney plus has where like the, the, you know, they'll, they'll have like the first four episodes out of six, which would be kind of like, mediocre. Yeah. And then like the last two episodes will be epic. Yeah. Like, and leave you with a cliffhanger, but like four out of the six were just ho hum. We're like questioning throughout the whole thing. Why did you write it this way? Or they'll have a director or a writer that's like unknown and like, okay, here's this crazy popular, you know, IP do the best you can with it. Like whoever, whatever your work was before, here you go. And I'm like, ah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, they were definitely doing the whole slow burn thing, which was kind of odd with a lot of their Disney Plus shows. And like to your point, within the final two to three episodes, things really picked up quickly and then they were dropping more of the plot nuggets. Right. And even like shows like like WandaVision, for example, I, th- I personally liked WandaVision because it showcased where the character of Wanda was after Infinity War and it was setting her up for the future phases in terms of her involvement and what was going to happen. But then the problem then becomes that, like, for instance, like like you watched um, uh, Doctor Strange in the, in the Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they, they introduce a, a, a brand new character that ends up taking up a lot of screen time instead of it focusing on Doctor Strange. And then on top of that, um, Wanda herself ends up kind of almost taking center stage as well. And so you're just like, well, wait, I thought this was a Dr. Strange film. And, and even on top of that, like they would like kind of show a little bit of multiverse stuff, which makes logical sense considering the fact that that word is in the name of the movie multiverse of madness. But then when you go beyond that, there really hasn't been this follow through with the entire face. So anyway, don't want to spend any more right, time on yeah. that, but I ended there. Yeah. Um, so phase five is what they were really pushing on uh, at SDCC. And so they have a list here, some of which like we, we did hear about prior to this particular comic con, sure. but like Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, uh, it's coming out February 17th of next year. That's going to kick off phase five. We're big fans of Ant-Man. That should be good. That's going to be fun. That should be fun. Secret Invasion. I really don't know what that's about. That's going to come out in spring of next year. No clue. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That's James Gunn's big triumphant Hot return stuff. back to Marvel. Yeah. Um, that's going to be good. I'm highly anticipating that. I'm hoping it's going to be... That's probably my most anticipated, if I'm going to say so. Out right of Phase now. 5? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, I will say a side note to that, though, is um, I've been noticing group shots and stuff, and I don't see Drax. I read something like he was like, he was getting tired of doing it. And so I don't want to say like he's out completely, because I have not read that whatsoever. But yeah. I, read, I was reading stuff like he was kind of just kind of done with it and wanted to do something else and not wanted to be associated with just like Marvel Drax anymore and wanted to just do other movies. For some reason though, I thought that he, he added a caveat about like, as long as like either James Gunn was directing it or if, you know, the original crew, like, um, you know, Chris Pratt and, and company were, um, 
kind of returning to their roles that he would do another one. But I, th- but I think he would only be willing to do maybe one more or something to that effect. In any event, I just think it's kind of interesting how some of the promotional um, group photos and stuff that I've seen at least come out of Comic-Con, he wasn't in there at all. And they actually have a couple of newcomers um, who I don't I don't know which characters they're going to play, but they were a part of the group shot. So it wasn't like a Drax replacement. It was just Drax was absent. Like the character of Drax was gone altogether. I have no idea. I'm... Based on what I was looking at with the group shots, I didn't see the actor present at all for the panel or for um, like any of the group shots or whatever. So that, that, I don't know, it just left a question mark in my head of like, okay, so is he not going to be in? Because I mean, typically like, you know, the place to be is San Diego Comic-Con when you're going to make these big announcements. And, sure. And ha- especially when you have all of the other cast being there. I mean, Drax is like, a key member of guardians of the galaxy. So yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little confused on that. I'll have to, to do some, some digging. I didn't know if, if perhaps like you knew offhand or, or not, but anyway, we have echo, which I am unfamiliar with. Oh, that's that Sega Genesis game about the dolphin. Oh yes. Echo the dolphin. Right. It makes all the sense now. Bringing it back. That's coming in summer <laughs> of next year. Now, speaking of Loki. They did, in fact, greenlight season two, which I'm very happy about. That's going to be also being um, released in summer of next year. They have the Marvels uh, also in the summer. They also have um, Blade. Yeah, which that's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Definitely looking forward to that. I am curious uh, what rating that film is going to get because we're starting to see an acceptance within the MCU, at least as, as, as it applies to Disney Plus, where I know... Uh, Recently, they have announced that Logan, Deadpool 1 and 2 are going to be added, if not already. I don't know if, if, they, if they're now available to watch, but they are going to be available on Disney+. Plus. They're not going to censor anything in it. It's going to be as is, as those films were, as were made. Should. So looking at that, it does make me wonder if when it comes to this new Blade film, are they going to go down that road as well because I mean Blade is a very violent it's gory it's gory yeah it's vampires there's blood there's swords I mean and I think they would disappoint a lot of fans if they would just go oh yeah this is gonna be PG-13 versus like the Blade you all know and love which was rated R we're not gonna do that yeah you know yeah. <laughs> I just that would be a bad choice yeah so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that Iron Heart is another one I've not heard of that's going to come out in fall of next year so and um, Agatha Coven of Chaos that one I'm not <sighs> excited about I feel no. like you know the the actress was a lot of fun to watch within WandaVision she she played her part did her thing for the story and everything else um, but I'm I personally am just not it's not one of those those shows I, I hear about and I'm like ooh I, I can't wait to watch that Iron Heart. That has nothing to do with Iron Man, does it? Like I don't know. I don't know if it's his daughter or if it's another character entirely. I have no idea. I have not looked into it. That would be cool. I would be down for that. If regardless if it was his daughter or regardless or who, of who picked up the mantle or continued the story, I'd be down. Yeah. To hear to to see what that's about. But I if it's a whole separate character of Marvel that I don't know about, which I don't know about a lot. Then, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep the door open with that one, but yeah. Now, okay, so Daredevil Born Again is also a part of Phase 5. That's coming out in spring of 2024. 
Um, so phase five will go throughout all 2023 and then um, spill into a bit of 2024. Um, and then the final one, oh no, I'm sorry, Captain America New World Order is in uh, May of 2024. And then finally Thunderbolts, which I have no idea what that story is about, will be available in July. So basically like like phase five will supposedly come to an end in the summer of 2024. Okay. At which point then phase, phase six will begin with Fantastic Four and end with two new Avengers movies. Uh, which they have titled Avengers, the Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars. Now, the Kang Dynasty, if you recall, Kang the Conqueror, he was a part of the Loki show. We were introduced to him at the end where he was the dude behind the desk. And uh, and he was basically kind of filling Loki and and his and the other Loki in on on kind of like the fact that like their worlds are just this tiny little microcosm of what is larger than right. all this stuff and how he was basically like weaving things together and trying to like, basically he like, you know, he's one of the other like big villains within the, uh, the, the Marvel cinematic universe. But then we kind of went away from that. Like, you know, at the end of the season, I, if you recall, like I think even, um, Oh, I can't remember if it was Owen Wilson's character or if it was Tom Hiddleston's character that, it, you know, they found themselves back in, um, maybe it was Tom Hiddleston. Maybe, maybe it was Loki, but he found himself back in, um, oh, what did they call that place? That was like, like the, the, you know, universal police or whatever. It was that agency. Oh. You know what I'm talking about, and, right. and you you all know what I'm talking about. But anyway, like the the first season ends with him being back there, and all of a sudden, like noticing the changes based off of the decision that that the Loki's made um, at King's kind of like throne room or whatever, where like you know some of the statues within the agency have changed, and now they look like King the Conqueror and that sort of thing. So anyway, big cliffhanger. I was really a big fan of that. Definitely looking forward to Loki season two. Hopefully they will continue down this road of, of giving us a, a lot of great plot. Didn't I read something else where there was going to be a Spider-Man and Daredevil, like an animated series on Disney plus. So I don't know about an animated series. I do know they're working on a film for Spider-Man. Uh, it's called like freshman year. I want to say that is in development. Hmm. Um, but you may, I mean, again, this is, this is part of the fun of San Diego comic-con is like, there may be certain announcements that maybe you heard about that. I have not. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yes. Well, I wonder what kind of Avengers they're going to make because, uh, the Avengers sounds like right now. I mean, granted there's going to be years that we have to get to for that. And there's be additional movies and who knows what characters are going to be revealed. Sure. Um, like right now, like every, all the Avengers are scattered. Like there is no real like Avengers team right now. So what they're doing though, is that there's going to be kind of like a next generation of, of Avengers, if you will. So, Uh, you know, you have your OG Avengers uh, that are no longer part of the Avengers. They have phased them out or they have perished or whatever. And so there will be kind of like this, this, um, next group that will take on the torch, so to speak, which is why, you know, the um, Falcon who became the next Captain America, he will become Captain America for sure. the, this new group. Um, and there will be uh, other heroes as well as we move forward into that. Now, what's interesting is um, the announcement itself regarding the Avengers is, is Kevin Feige basically came out and said 
that um, the Avengers themselves kind of act as a way to cap off the various phases, which I thought was interesting because up until this point, it's kind of like, like in phases one, two, and three, they w- they did have the Avengers come up. It was kind of like, you know, you had your, um, your individual standalone movies and then they'd have like the team movie, right? So like you had the first Avengers movie and then you had Age of Ultron and then you had Infinity War and then you had Endgame, you know. But what was interesting was how they came out and they said, no, actually that is part of our purpose for this team is that every time we come to like kind of a, a, a ending of a phase or what have you, or especially when it comes to a saga, I think the saga is the word they were using, that the Avengers would all kind of be there for that. Now, they wouldn't be necessarily alone, but what I think what is interesting is that, first of all, they're, they're going to have the Avengers uh, Kang, right? Uh, let me make sure. Yeah, the Kang Dynasty. That's going to be really interesting to see because clearly they're, they are going to be going to fisticuffs against King the Conqueror. How is that going to play out? What's going to happen? What is the fallout going to be like with that? How is the multiverse affected, right? What I'm very, very excited about is the announcement of the other film, which is the Avengers, the or excuse me, Avengers, The Secret Wars. Mm. The reason being is that this is based off of um, a very popular um, kind of like comic mini series that took place in the eighties within Marvel, where essentially you had like, you had the Avengers and you had the X-Men and you had fantastic four and you had Spider-Man and maybe even like a couple other heroes that I'm like forgetting off the top of my head, but basically like, you have a tremendous amount of Marvel superheroes that are in this fight that kind of dwarf uh, what we saw in Avengers um, Infinity War and Endgame. You know, even in that, it seemed like it was pretty cool with like, you know, all of the different uh, characters, especially for that final battle sequence that we saw where like, you're just like, my goodness, this is so amazing. Well, Secret Wars is like, at least twice as big in terms of the roster of heroes, if not more. I mean, there are a lot. It's a lot of CG. It's a lot of CG and it's a lot of joygasm on screen, Steve. A lot of joygasm. It's going to be great. So, yeah, very excited about that. And that was why I was so giddy about, if you recall, remember when they made the announcement a while ago about um, how Kevin Feige was, was able to wheel that deal and essentially get the X-Men license from Fox and Fantastic Four and all right. those, you know. Yeah. It's because of Secret Wars. Wasn't there something else where uh <clears throat> what the uh, there's gonna be a new season of what if? What if yes. Wasn't that gonna be phase five or phase six? Let me double check. No, I never got through the first one, even though I enjoyed it so much, Russ, what happened was video games <laughs> and a lot of them, a lot of time. And it's either watching something or playing something. And oftentimes it's playing something versus watching. So I didn't even finish season one. That's not just because I didn't want to, Russ. You just time was of the essence. Indeed. Yeah. No, I don't have the exact timing of that, but I did read about how ah. they did green light season two. Ah. I have, Finished the entire season one of What If, and there was a lot there that I liked. Huh. It was great. So again, I'm happy. Fantastic. I'm happy to see these uh, these shows that I personally enjoy get a second season, Steve. Hmm. 
Now, pivoting over from that to all the different um, trailer announcements. So ah. they, they had a nice variety of them. I know that early on you had mentioned Black Panther, Wakanda uh, Forever. What did you think of that particular trailer? I thought it was, so I thought it was a little bit weak, but in a way I, I kind of expected it to be weak because like who's going to be the new Black Panther, you know, but I kind of don't want to see that right now because I'd rather be surprised in the sure. movie. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, yes, it kind of got my blood pumping a little bit, but I think they showed a little bit too less. Like they showed a lot of, um, you know, the, like the soldiers. And of course they had that, you know, the, the music playing, which was cool. Um, they showed a little bit of action. Uh, you don't really know who the villain's going to be. I think that there was that, uh, there was that one character who was kind of in the mountains. He was kind of like the, the, um, I forgot what, 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 what tribe he, he resembled. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So they showed him a little bit, which I think he's going to play a bigger part. I mean, I'm I'm sure that's, that's what's going to happen, but, um, they left a lot of mystery, not a bad thing, but I just don't think they did enough to really get us like hundred percent amped for the movie. Yeah. It's a movie we've been waiting for, for a long time and, uh, I'm down to see it, but I just thought the trailer was just a tad bit weak. In my opinion, I actually thought that that was one of the stronger trailers just because it was an announcement trailer. It it, um, it wasn't like an official, you know, they, they do this whole thing where like they have the announcement trailer to drum up hype and then they at some point will drop a teaser trailer and then they drop like the official trailer, which has sure. all kinds of bells and whistles and that sort of thing. Having said that, one of the aspects of this trailer that I found myself really appreciating was you could tell that there was this undertone vibe of respect for Chadwick Boseman. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman, excuse me. Um, that I just, I thought that was very appropriate. I thought it was very touching. Um, and it didn't take away at all from the announcement trailer. In fact, I think it helped to enhance it a bit. And on top of that, too, just the the visual splendor of what we were seeing. You know, there, there was that one scene where you saw a bunch of the Wakandan soldiers that were, like, holding on to, like, a, a humpback whale or something. It was under the water. Yeah. And they were going, going towards some kind of uh, big commercial vessel or something like that. But it really just broadened kind of my horizons of, of wow, like, like, they're not just in Wakanda, but, like, seeing... Um, them in this other type of, of um, environment, such, such as the ocean, for example, was a nice changeup. I thought I thought that was that was definitely unexpected in a very cool way. Now, on top of that, um, John Wick oh, four. Man. Okay, Oof. I am a huge fan of Mr. John Wick. Johnny Wicks. John Wick. I saw that trailer and loved every nanosecond of it. I thought that was probably one of my favorite trailers of the entire con. It's fantastic seeing Keanu Reeves reprise that role. I have said this in the past. I'll say it again. Like they should turn this into an on. It it basically should be like James Bond where they do like 20 films. Like it'd be fantastic to be able to like continue down this road. Don't cheapen the plot. Continue all this like you know, sense of mystique and like assassin relationships and like their, their unspoken rules and that sort of thing. What, what gets yeah. broken? Honestly, I think James Bond is 
finished his days and rode into the sunset. It's all about John Wick now. J.W. There almost is no comparison. <laughs> Johnny Wicks. W.W.J.W. Man. My goodness. You know, Russ, I have a commission to make. Oh. Let me uh, throw on my priest robe real quick. So typically, you, you want to get my reaction. The trailers when we see him here. Yes. On the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that one came out. Mm-hmm. I just had to see it, Russ. Well, it's fine. I just had to see it. And I almost texted it to you uh-huh. saying, like, watch this. Uh-huh. And I didn't because I'm like, then he's going to know I watched it. <laughs> and so I didn't. And then you sent it to me and you're like, hey, you got to watch this. I'm like, Playing dumb with me. I have. Mm-hmm. I've seen it about six times and forwarded it to friends. Well, and that's part of the magic of our approach to this show is that I figured yeah. it'd be fun just to talk about them and then, you know, be able to show parts as we talk about each and every one. So I um I know Keanu is aging like the rest of us. Keanu is aging like a fine wine, as far as I'm concerned. I just don't care how old he ages. He can be 90 years old. He'll still be John Wick. I just want to see him on screen. It's like we've come to know these characters. Yes. It's like we're not complaining that they're getting old. Not at all. We would complain if you replaced them with somebody else. Absolutely. We want to see those. Like, it's like the Ghostbusters. Like, I don't care that they're 70-something years old. I want to see the original cast on screen. They don't have to do anything strenuous. I just want to see them. Yeah. Um, what you call fan service, Steve? Oh, gosh. I mean, he only he only said one line, I think, in the entire trailer, which was, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> that was it. It just, oh, yeah. boy. No, the, the movie looks fantastic. They've retained the same cast. It's awesome. Just That's, keep it's making... Huge. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's going to be fantastic. Be and the thing is, is, is you know, regarding the, the cast and crew, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't change up, uh, oh you know, goodness. what you're doing because it's so, uh, dare I say special. It's very special that Hollywood just does not have a lot of right now. I know. And, uh, you Dude. know, you know, what's interesting too, that not to digress too far off of what we're talking about, but, um, did you see, um, the soundbite from Keanu where, where he was interviewed and was talking about how he would love to play as Batman. Yes. Like an older Batman. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to be like, but I'm down for it either way. <laughs> I mean, I want to see like screen tests of him just being Bruce Wayne. He I mean, has with- the, he has the, the, the combat chops. Yeah. Despite him being a bit older, like, I mean, of all, I mean, the, the matrix movies, John wick, even some of the other films that he's been in, like he definitely has that. I think the one thing that I'm struggling with is the, like his, the way his voice sounds like, Whoa, it's just Batman. You know, like, like how true, how is that going to be? That is true. But rectify, I think if he just acted like Bruce Wayne and didn't put the cape and cowl on, you know, cause like, I don't see him being that. I can see him being the mentor character. Yeah. Being very kind of quiet, kind of just, um, just staying in the shadows, not being in the public eye. Um, and just being there in the DC universe. I could see that, but yes, he would have to do something about the, yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you did that? 
And I was like, lit, bro. Yeah, so I- it's the surfer, <laughs> the surfer dude uh, quality uh, to his voice there. To, to some movies, it just works. In other movies, it just doesn't. But we love them anyway. I want you to tell everybody about me. <laughs> I'm Batman. I am Batman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I mean, oh, at the same boy. time, uh, you know, <laughs> the mind, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely not without the uh, realm of possibility. I definitely am not wincing at all in terms of, of the possibility of him being, play, being and playing an older Bruce Wayne slash Batman. So we'll have to, to see on that. But anyway, I thought I would just toss that in there just because that was a little, oh, I wonder. Anyway, so yes, John Wick chapter four trailer. Amazing. One of my favorite uh, trailers that that they were showing. Dungeons and Dragons, which comes out in. uh, Oh, by the way, John Wick is going to come out March 24th of next year, which is right around my birthday. I already know what I'm going to be doing for my birthday. Oh boy. It's going to be like a double, triple, quadruple date. I think that night, Russ. I wouldn't have it any other way. Now, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, which also comes out in March of next year. Um, you know, what's funny is, is that um, neither one of us are, are Dungeons and Dragons players. We're not, we're, eh. not, we're not D&D players. We have plenty of friends who do. I have had friends who have made comments about how they feel as though I would actually have a lot of fun with it. Mm. Someday, you know, I might take someone up on an offer and just sit down and give it a go. Right. But when it comes to the movie itself, what did you think of the visuals? Russell thought it was kind of dumb, kind of dumb. He said, yeah, I was watching it. I'm just like, I can't really pay attention. I'm just seeing like explosions and action. with like no story. Chris Pine's in it. Cool. That's great. Like Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. But, um, it just seems like it's, a. Like an early teenager kind of movie. It seems like they're just going to make a movie out of Dungeons and Dragons because they can. I just didn't see any depth in the trailer. Hmm. I don't know, Russ. I just wasn't um, lighting my fire. I see, Steve. I see. Did you feel different? I feel a little different. I, you know, again, I'm I'm not a D and D player. That that's just not yeah, something that I that, I know. But I'm setting I'm just, up okay, like kind okay, of the okay, rationale yeah. for sure. my. Uh, my response to the trailer itself. So again, Chris Pine, I like Chris Pine. I think he's, he's fun. I think he's funny. Um, I think that, that the, the role that he plays in this film looks like it has some potential to be really hilarious. Um, I think the ragtag group of, of other heroes or characters or whatever it is that are joining him. um, You know, they've got some interest. I think that the, the one, girl who uh, is a shapeshifter. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, that girl reminded me, was it like the girl who looked like Black Widow? There was a girl yeah, well, in She there, had red hair. Yeah, like okay. red hair and then like black leather on. I was like, is that? <laughs> no, I can't be. Is that <laughs> <laughs> Walked on one set to the other set. Hey, yeah. this costume is just going to work. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> no, it's, it's someone else. Uh, but anyway, I, you know, looking at the, at the kind of the, the merry band of, of heroes. Um, I think that there, there is definitely potential there. I think to your point, it's really going to depend on w- what the plot is. Like, like, is this going to be something that like we can immerse ourselves in or is it just going to be kind of more of like a tropic thunder or like, a, yeah. um, 
Oh, uh, what's that? Uh, Jumanji, oh, right? Geez. With like The Rock and Kevin Hart. Like, is, is it going to be something like that? It could be something that that's in between that. Maybe it's like it, it's a little splash of like the Jumanji style action and humor, but then they also are trying to lure in the D and D crowd. And I do know offhand that you know part of the D and D experience is some of that like good natured humor and offhand like creativity and imagination of like you know, you you're basically it's you know given a situation and you have to try and like you know creatively figure out how to survive your way through it, but. I do think it is a bit of a tightrope walk in the sense that like, you know, I don't think you want it to be too goofy. Like there needs no. to, there needs to be a certain level of danger and seriousness and that sort of thing. Well, so especially if you want to attract like a, a more of a crowd besides the D and D people. Yeah. Like, cause you're very like narrowly focused. You're like, Oh, all the D and D players are going to see is okay. Well, like there's a ton more people out there who like action flicks yeah. that will know nothing about D and D. And if all you're trying to do is attract the D and D crowd, your profits are going to be kind of small Yeah, because everyone's going to get the jokes and get like, well, you know, whatever, but everybody else is just going to go, this is just kind of a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I, I will add as well that the art direction in the film, it, it's strong. No. Like just looking at the various types of, of locales and vistas that they were visiting and, oh, yeah. and also some of the, the baddies and stuff. Yeah. I thought it looked pretty cool. I thought the um, nice, uh, strong art direction and, uh, you know, a lot of the visual effects are also really well done. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of in that, that kind of mode of like, you know, I don't think it looks bad, but I, I'm also not thinking it looks like really, really good. I think that it remains to be seen. We'll have to see, you know, in subsequent trailers, like, you know, what is to be made of it. But at this point in time, I'm, I'm open to giving it a shot, Steve. Hmm. Now, what I'm not willing to give a shot is House of Dragons or House of Dragon, which is. Yeah, the, that's the what, Game of Thrones thing. Dilly dilly. Yeah. Like, I, you know, when they first announced that they were doing yeah. the show, I was like, oh, OK, well, this sounds kind of interesting. And I've got to say, you know, I've seen multiple trailers now for the show. I, I'm not interested. Like, no. I, like what, what I find to be so weird is. You know, when I when I watched Game of Thrones, um, you had this cast that was compelling. It was like all these different types of. I mean, you even had Boromir uh, in season one. You know, like like you you had like like this fantastic cast right. that that was yeah. compelling and like had stage presence, had screen presence, you know that sort of thing. And Sean Bean, yes. Yeah. But then I look at this. And absolutely nobody in the trailer is capturing my attention. Not like, like they all. all look like, you, you know, I, a fair way, like a way that I can best describe this is they look like extras from Game of Thrones. Like they look like yes. people that you see in the background, like background action. Like you don't, you, <sighs> I'm looking at all the different like main people in the roles and stuff. I'm just like, I'm not feeling it like yeah they're just no. they don't have the right look they don't have the right presence like i, I i'm just i think it, honestly it looks lame honest continuing what you said i feel the same about rings of power i was Amazon. gonna ask you about that do you want to just segue into that dude i think i'm just gonna skip that entire show um I was looking at interviews from the cast and stuff and they're all talking about how they're trying to modernize tolkien Nope. Like that's just 
bringing up red flags for me and I'd rather just not watch and to be happy with what I've seen because I love what I've seen. I love what I've read. Yeah, you're a big Tolkien fan. I don't need Tolkien to be modernized. That that oh, I, I, That is on my radar of something to avoid. Yeah. Altogether. And I, and I think from what I've read on with the fan base, I think there's a lot of people who are thinking the same way and everyone's going, that show has got a huge budget and I think it's going to be wasted. Well, I think, isn't it like over 200 million at least? It's a lot. Like Amazon has invested a pretty penny <laughs> into that show. And you can tell like when you're looking at the trailer from a, like a, like a, just a technical artistic perspective, I mean, it looks really pretty. Like you look at the cinematography, you look at the the shot setups, you look at the art direction and stuff. All of that looks great. But again, literally it comes down to the fact that like the story just does not look compelling. It doesn't look interesting. It has me so nervous. (laughs) And then on top of that too, like you look at the cast Uh, and once again, it's like, I didn't see anybody in the, in these roles where I'm like, Oh wow, that person looks interesting. Oh, that person looks like, you know, someone that I would enjoy watching on screen or whatever. Again, they look like, like again, in this case, in this instance, like you look at the elves, for example, they literally look like the elves that were like making their pilgrimage in the original Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson movie trilogy. They don't look like, again, where are the Hugo weavings, right? Like, yeah. I'm like concerned with that show, honestly, because I'm going to be so tempted in Amazon to be like, should I push play or should I not? You know what? I just don't want like this bad taste in my mouth. Like they just, I just don't would rather not have the thoughts in my head. I don't want to see the, 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 the picture. You know, I want to, I'm literally going to wait till like someone else in the fan base watches it and goes <laughs> like, okay, green light. It's actually good. And yeah. then I'll watch it. I yeah. am. I am so concerned with that show. Yeah. And it's one of those tough situations where you being a big fan, I can totally understand how you, you know, there's a natural curiosity, right? Right. Like you want to be able to see it, but at the same time, it's like you also run the risk of potentially spoiling like this perfect (sighs) uh, triumph that Peter Jackson has, has manifested uh, into reality for all of us to enjoy. I mean, like it, it doesn't get any better than that when it comes to Tolkien stuff. So yeah, I, I feel for you, man, on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that next one? Uh, next one, which is also looks pretty lame in my opinion. Uh, we're just we're just getting the lame ones out of the way yeah, here. Yeah, get them out. Yeah, they, they, apparently they, they come in bunches. Save the lamest for last. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we have more. They're actually really good I, as far as I'm concerned. But like, you know, okay, so Predator 5 Prey, mm. okay, I'm a, I, I love me some Predator. I love Predator movies. I think that, um, you, you know, the, the concept of Predator, I love aliens versus Predator, all that kind of stuff. The setup of this looks goofy. It does. You know, I'm sorry to say this, but like, you know, the, my understanding based on what I'm seeing is that this takes place kind of like, um, you know, early America, you have a lot of native Americans in there and essentially it's pitting the native Americans against the predator where, you know, at least that's what the, the trailer is setting up. And then you have some of the, um, pioneers and the, you know, the settlers and stuff that are in there for good measure as well. And I'm just like, guys, there's no competition. Like, like there's, 
I understand that there's like this romanticism of like, you know, oh, you know, the, the Native Americans have uh, survival skills and they were able to teach, you know, the white man like how to live off the land in certain ways and stuff. And, and th- that's all true. Like, like they have um, a lot of qualities about them. But this notion of like them going up against a futuristic radically advanced radically advanced uh alien from a different planet i mean it's just i don't know like i i just feel like it's just cheesy like i just i can't buy into it i'm sorry like it's just it's something that you know for me like i would you know okay for me my question is why do all these predator movies have to take place on earth i'm just curious like why can't we vote for the predator on another planet, like hunting some other like species, you know, is worse than the predator to a certain extent. They actually did that in one of the previous predator films where like, you know, they had like one particular predator that was hunting down like these other evil predators. And so it was like predator on predator. And like, you know, you were kind of rooting for that. And I thought, okay, that's pretty original. That's cool. But my thing is, is like, you know, we've seen the inside of a predator's ship they hunt more than humans. Exactly. They, they go all over the galaxy and multiple galaxies to be able to hunt and stuff. I would love to just watch like some other planet where like the predator is hunting some other type of creature or beast or whatever. I don't know. I just, I feel like the predator coming to earth has been so played out. Yeah. We've done it to death. And I'm quite like- honestly, like, no one's ever going to beat the first Predator movie. Like, the first Predator movie, as far as I'm concerned, was, like, hands down, the best Predator film ever made. It was just, it was so awesome. Not to mention, like, you would think that, you know, I mean, if there was, you know, like, the cave drawings, for example, of, you know, people, like, d- depicting the times they were in, they were fishing and boating, and you know, or, or, or building structures sort of thing, you would think that there would be something in history that said, okay, there was an alien who came down, didn't look like us, there were lasers shooting out from his shoulder. <laughs> you know, he had all these like different foreign weapons and stuff. Like you would think that historians would go, oh, we got to prepare for that. What in the world? We're not alone. Yeah. You know, and so then when Predator 1 came, they'd be like, we know what to expect. And it completely just makes that one like just not important whatsoever. Yeah. I don't know. That would that's gonna be like a late night. What should we watch kind of movie? Let's see the beginning <laughs> of this one and see if it's any good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Now, okay. Okay. We've gotten, as far as I'm concerned, we've gotten, like, the more of the lame trailers out of the way. Let's go back to some really good ones. Okay. Black Adam. Black Adam starring The Rock, a.k.a. Rock. Dwayne Johnson. I was so happy to see a, a more of a fleshed-out official trailer for this particular film. I think it looks really good. I think that there's a lot there. It was great to see Pierce Brosnan in there. He's actually playing another one of the DC heroes. I'm curious to know how many DC heroes are actually going to be represented in this film because it definitely strikes me as being more than just a standalone Black Adam origin story. I think that they are attempting to introduce a number of different types of uh, DC heroes in here. It'll still be focused on on Black Adam, um, but... I, everything I saw in there, I was like, yeah, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm buying it. I like it. Um, I want to see some more of it. Yeah. I was, I was feeling that one a bit too. I, it didn't seem like it was cheesy. It didn't seem like it was slapstick. It was definitely serious. Um, it, uh, it felt like they 
kind of took a step back and we're not trying to rush things to like the next Justice League movie. Yeah. Like they're just taking a step back and say, okay, let's just have fun with this character for a little bit. I don't know anything about Black Adam. There's others who don't know anything about him. Um, and let's just let, let's just have fun with this and see where it goes. Yeah. And so that's what I really felt with this one. I, when you know what else I felt is that it seemed like some of the sound effects were taken from the video game. Did you pick up on that? No. Could be totally wrong. And maybe I am, but it reminded me a lot of like the the injustice the injustice video game. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, not that that's a bad thing. Sound effects are pretty cool. But um, anyhow, and I I seriously doubt the Rock is gonna like you know, and invest himself in a movie that's just going to be no slapstick. I mean, he's, he, and you know, you can tell he's very invested in this particular character. He's been wanting to, I think, play some kind of superhero right. for many years and black Adam as a character that exists within the, the DC universe is almost as powerful as Superman. Right. So there's just, there is a lot there. I think that if Warner brothers and company are able to, really dole this stuff out correctly that maybe they can get the DC ship righted into the right direction and be able to like, you know, be able to tell a multi-film narrative that is similar to like the success of what Marvel has um, had in the past. So yeah. we'll have to see. Yeah. Looking forward to that one though. All right. Is the next one Shazam? The next one is Shazam. what do you think of that one? Uh, I'm down with it. You're down with it. I'm down. Um, Zach, Zach Levi. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked him in the first movie. Yeah, I liked and, him too. And honestly, it uh, looks like Hollywood's taking a chance on him. He was in a, like some football movie I meant to see. I never saw it though, unfortunately. Um, but I do, I like him. It seems like I would like him outside the movie and yeah. I like him inside the movie too. And I'm glad they're continuing with him. He's a very personal guy. Yeah. And um, I, I, I feel like the, the jokes are better mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and the first one, it just seemed like because he was getting used to everything. Yeah. His humor was kind of more of like a 13 year old. Right. But now he's just kind of getting used to his powers. He's more mature. You know, he's having to deal with more because all, all of his family now is sharing the same abilities. And, um, and, and what's his face is back. The wizard's back. Who's yeah. the, you know, the, the actor who played in Amistad. I, uh, I know who you're talking about. I yeah. forget, I forget his name, but so he, I, I'm, yeah, but I'm glad he's back and it seems more serious and it seems like the jokes are better. And so both pluses in my opinion. Very cool. I think it looks pretty good. I think it definitely has potential. I'm a little concerned um, with the premise of it just because the first film, I, I, I really liked the first one. I thought it was very original. Uh, I thought there was just plenty there to enjoy. I think the one area where I have the question mark is in fact with the siblings who also have the power now because it kind of comes across to me personally as a participation trophy syndrome where like, you know, not only can he have the power, but you can have a power and you can have a power and you can have a power, you know, like that kind of thing. I haven't read Shazam. So therefore I don't know. This might be completely in line with like the canon and everything else. And if so, fair enough, that's totally cool. It's just my, my knee jerk reaction when I was watching the trailer was, I was like, ah, yeah, I think it could be fun. And it definitely was fun when they got those powers from the first film. I was digging that. I I, I thought it was fun. I'm just wondering how this is going to play out. So, you know, 
again, I'm leaving that open. Um, I, I do think that it will be a, a fu- fun film worth watching when it comes out for sure. And I'll be able to make my final judgment at that point in time. Final diagnosis. Final diagnosis. The final trailer that I have listed on my list, mm. Steve, is actually not one for the movie theater. It's actually a game. It was Gotham Knights. Oh. And, um, and they were showcasing Batgirl. Did you uh, take a look at that one? At Actually, all? I did not. I was like, why are they showcasing? We've had this out for a while. And we've seen Batgirl. So they had an older trailer that, yes, that they, well, yeah, it was predominantly yeah. Batgirl. I think that they were also showing some of the other heroes as well. But yeah, I mean, the, the one who, who had the most screen time was Batgirl. This one, however, uh, was a different trailer. And um, when you get a chance, I definitely encourage you to check it out because sure it's does. looking really good. I thought that the the initial trailer of Gotham Knights looks really good. They're obviously using the same engine that was used with uh, Batman Arkham Knight. It's probably been given some upgrades and whatnot for next gen. And on top of that, um, the, the character model of Batgirl... It looks like Barbara. Like I, I was really happy with that. You know, they had some some close up uh, headshots of what she looked like. I was like, yeah, that, that that looks like Barbara Gordon. That's awesome. On top of that, too, you can tell a lot of the the combat mechanics just with her alone. There there seems to be like a nice large variety of different things that you can do, and even the the creative director and art director of the game itself. You know, they went on to talk about how there are um, different types of experiences within each of the characters that you play as. So, you know, if you play as Robin, you're going to have more of a different type of experience than, say, if you were playing as Red Hood or if you were playing as Batgirl. Mm. So it just it just really kind of depends, which is good. I mean, I'm happy to hear that. I think that'd be really cool. And that's coming out. I want to say this year. I want to say October of this year. If I'm not mistaken. Um, look at that one. I'm a solid 75% sure on that one. Well, Ross, we need another good game. Coming out because we've been having some DLC. We've been having we're done with Elden. Well, you're not done with Elden Ring. I'm not done. I'm not done with Elden Ring. Nearly I'm done with it. Getting close. Nearly. But we need another good game coming out, Ross, yes. before the game, before the year's end. We need to have our list of games come December. Uh-huh. We haven't had a whole lot, Russ. We have not. It's true. You know, I have another one that, um, another trailer that was on the lame list, in my opinion. Oh, we want to go down this path or? I'm just going to say, Russ. Go ahead, The Groot trailer. Oh. Give me a break. (laughs) We're going to have a whole entire TV series of three words, I am Groot, in different situations. I guess this was made for the kids. I don't know. But give me a break. Clearly right. wasn't made for you. Here's my here's me in uh, whatever situation. I am Groot. Here's me over here. I am Groot. Oh hey, how you doing? I am Groot. I'm like this is not that like I we love Groot and Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Having a show with just Groot? No. I can't see it whatsoever. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Well, that, that, that's perfectly that fair, Steve. I can't handle it. Perfectly fair for you. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. We want to thank you all for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm, 
where you can enjoy exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention it continues financially helping us do the podcast. Also, make sure you click on that subscribe button as well as that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single episode of Joygasm, which drops once a week, every week. And while you're at it, you could do a search on your favorite social media platform of choice. Just plug in at Joygasm TV. We're on all of them. And uh, you know, you can enjoy seeing some uh, some extra little nuggets and goodies. And why not? Why not join the Joygasm family? Last but not least, do a search on Twitch for Joygasm TV to see us stream our video game adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We thank you for hanging out with us, and we look forward to doing it all again next week.